Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mikey Inter, Ned Reynolds in the studio on a Wednesday morning. So the Kansas City Chiefs, of course, in St. Joseph, Missouri. When are we going to get this Chris Jones deal done, man? <laughs> in all honesty, I don't think it'll happen anytime as soon, like in the foreseeable future. It will happen, but there are a lot of dependencies. He's holding out, he being Chris Jones, and he's holding out for the best extension that he can get. And, and Mike, it's possible he won't sign. If he does, of course, he has to play for the Chiefs. He has no options as far as that's concerned. He's under contract. But at the end of the year, he becomes a free agent, and there are no negotiations that can go on. What the he's waiting on, in my opinion, is the holdout by several other defensive players in the NFL. They want, they want their money. They want around $30 million a year. And in all honesty, Chris Jones is probably worth that. But whether or not the Chiefs want to skew their salary cap by doing that, that remains to be seen. Nick Bosa, San Francisco 49ers, holdout, defensive tackle. He wants to be the highest paid defensive tackle. Well, these guys, I guess, have a massive monetary ego and each wants to be on top. But we'll see how this works out. But I really do think that Jones will sign probably sometime late in the training camp. It's uh, not a, at least presently, a great situation for the Chiefs. Um, as, as we talked about, best case scenario, if he wants some money short term, doesn't make it like Mahomes, but I can see him not wanting to do that either and just walk, and then we don't get anything for him after this year, which would really suck. Don't think that's going to happen. I hope not. All right. Who was the Notre Dame all-time great who just passed away When yesterday? I was a kid, and this is back in the 1940s, early 1950s, this was a name that was synonymous with football greatness. Of course, it's lost its luster over the years, but Johnny Lujak, he was Notre Dame's three-time All-America uh, led the team, led Notre Dame in the 1940s to three national championships, Heisman Trophy winner 1947, and Johnny Lujak was it, QB for the for the Irish, and was a participant. Back then, Mike, there was no two-platoon football. Everybody played defense and offense. They played the same thing. He was a terrific defensive back as well as being the quarterback for Notre Dame. Made a great tackle in the game of the century in 1947, Notre Dame Army. Army was number one in the country. Yankee Stadium, 75,000 people. <laughs> nothing, nothing died. That's how it ended. That's how good these teams were defensively. And Doc Blanchard, one of the great Army running backs at the time, got loose on a big game. Jack made the game-saving tackle. That was one of his claims to fame. Later played for the Chicago Bears, retired in 1951, passed away yesterday, age of 98. He was one of college football's all-time greats. Iron Man. And if you've ever played Iron Man football, you know how fun it is, but how exhausting it also can be. <laughs> you just done a, did, did a drive down you know, a field, and then you got to turn around and uh, go out there and stop them. All right, uh, shocking story concerning LeBron James's son, the heart attack, man. That's crazy stuff. This is Bonnie James, who was here for the Tournament of Champions two years ago, working out. He's been recruited by Southern Cal, and he was working out apparently with some of his teammates yesterday morning, and he collapsed and apparently went into cardiac arrest. Well, thank God all of the sports agencies in the country, all of the outfits that deal with sports. They do have the electronic devices that can restore the heartbeat almost instantaneously. We saw it happen on national television with the Buffalo Bills last year, and it happened yesterday with uh, Ronnie James. He got his heart back. He went into the hospital. Of course, they put him in the ICU. He is no longer in the ICU. 
and is resting comfortably. It's one of those situations that can occur. Was there a reason for it? Of course there was. There was a reason for anything. But why? That remains to be seen. They'll do some tests on him. But it's LeBron James' son, his oldest son, Bronny, and that's a, a lightning situation. So before the nation finds out about UAPs in the hearing today, we're going to talk Cardinals baseball. Did they win in the desert last night? No, they did not. And they lost a tough one to the Arizona Diamondbacks 3-1 to with Arizona scoring all three runs in the last of the eighth inning. Cardinals were shut out one to nothing. Now, how did the Cardinals get their one run? I love this. This is the kind of baseball that this old man really appreciates. A steal of home. They had a double steal. Runner going to second base. Rode down there. Guy comes in from third. Beats the tag. That's Brendan Donovan who came in. Slid in. Perfect. one nothing, And that's the way it stood until the last of the eighth inning. Steven Matz is pitching for the Cardinals, and Matz, who's had a really tough year, was pitching great baseball. But of course, with the Cardinals, you don't pitch all the way. Doesn't matter what you're doing, you get yanked. Here comes the bullpen. Well, <laughs> this, this bothers me. I, I'm pleased with one aspect of the game and really disturbed with another. But they bring in the bullpen. Arizona rallies for three runs. A two-run triple by Corbin Carroll, who did not start the game. He's one of their star players. A two-run triple off the center field wall. That drove in the winners. Three to one, Arizona Diamondbacks win. They play the rubber game this afternoon out at Chase Field in Phoenix where they've had something like 29 or 30 consecutive days of over 100 degrees. Of course, Chase Field's inside. Yeah. Uh, that, that does help. But nonetheless, Diamondbacks broke a five-game losing streak with that win. Cardinals fall to 12 games under the 500 mark and still 11 out of first place in the National League Central Division. We'll, we'll see how it all works out. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of questions. Uh, Royals didn't really fare that well against the Guardians either, did they? Lost 5-1 to one to Cleveland after having won the night before. In Kansas City, here we are at the end of July. They still don't have 30 wins this year. It's, they're right there, <laughs> stuck about 29-74, and 74, somewhere around there. I still maintain they're not all that bad. Not together. 5-1 to one, Cleveland Guardians win. Spring Birds go in uh, down to a Tulsa, open a series with the Tulsa Drillers, and Tulsa beat the Springfield Cardinals 5-3. to three. Springfield falls now to three games under the 500 mark, still battling for perhaps a better finish in the second half that might get them into the playoff, but you got to start winning before that happens. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, when you look uh, north to Michigan, uh, interesting story with that coach getting suspended. Yeah, the embattled, and he is, Jim Harbaugh, is the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines and apparently has agreed to a penalty from the NCAA. And that penalty is he will sit out the first four games of this season. This is because of recruiting violations. And apparently, Coach Harbaugh did not tell the God's honest truth to the investigative committee who was looking into these recruiting violations. So the NCAA has said, okay, you get a four-game suspension. Obviously, that'll be, at least I would assume, without pay, and Michigan will have to go at it from there. But that's the penalty, so Harbaugh do not expect him on the sidelines for the Wolverines' first four games of the year. Shocker. <laughs> Ned, you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow.